Hey, Scott, this is Nate from Maine. Just wanted to say that I've loved season one and I'm really looking forward to season two. Keep it up. Our long international nightmare is over. Season one of the Diablo show comes to a close. Yeah, man. Today, today's episode's final day. This is the final one. And it's actually quite chock full of goodness. You don't ever want to end a season on a bad note, right? Just ask the producers of, oh, I don't know, Lost. <laughs> Among other thing. Ah, whatever. I like Lost. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight that. You want to have that fight? Let's do it outside. It is the final episode of the season, and what a fun ride it's been. I thought it'd be fun at the top of the show just to kind of look back a little, right? At my time with the game of Diablo and its surrounding minutia and flora and fauna. I'm sorry, did I say flora and fauna out loud? I hate those, I hate those words. Uh, but we've seen significant patches. We saw, I mean, right around when I started this thing, we saw... Well, I guess the expansion. I'm trying to remember the day I started the show. I think the expansion been out a week or something. But whatever that that expansion and loot 2.0 just prior to it were the things that um, poked me and prodded me into saying, you know what, you know what Diablo needs, or more than this, because Diablo had some shows. It's not that there aren't shows out there. It's just that I knew I wanted to do one, and it was because of the brilliant work they had done on Diablo between game proper and expansion reaper of souls and i couldn't be happier about it am i you know paragon 250 no like some of my friends uh i don't have that kind of time but i do have enough time to play that game a lot and i've really enjoyed everything i've done in that game whether it's working on alts or taking that wizard to the whatever high heights i hope to get him to playing with friends, playing with strangers. Pretty good experience across the board, honestly. And for all of its ups and a few downs, the game has just been consistently rad since this expansion hit. And I have no reason to think that won't continue for them. And therefore, I have every reason to believe that the producers who produce this show, I said, could you hear my quotes with my fingers right when I said that? I'm very confident they'll see uh, to it that the show gets greenlit for another season. When will that happen? I don't know. I have a prediction. I'll tell you about that at the end of the show. Also, please stick around till the end of the show because there's something so... Well, I'll, I'll play it and I'll, and I'll stay on while it's played because it deserves it. But you know how we get like a regular Deckard Kane call every week? You have to hear today's. All right, so don't go anywhere. Don't lose your place. Don't drop your phone. Stay till the end of the show. Also, a very small note, okay, that I think is interesting. Playing the Destiny beta on the PlayStation 4. Destiny owes a lot to games that have come before it in terms of its gameplay and core design, including Diablo in a very real way. More recent examples of games it draws from, probably, uh, probably Borderlands, probably... Bungie's uh, most famous effort, Halo. Definitely some Halo shooting mechanics in there. But on the whole, there's definitely a, there is a Diablo loot grind vibe going on, and it's great. So I'm totally digging that beta so far. Guess what happened yesterday? Playing it, got a cutscene. Dude comes out, talks to my character. My character is the voice of the wizard in Diablo 3. I cannot get away from that guy. No matter what game I play, that dude is in there. And it's great. I'm gonna like I'm gonna like Destiny more because that guy's around. Hey Scott, this is Jerry from San Antonio. Uh, I was wondering if you're feeling the same way. Uh, with uh, patch 2.1 coming out for Diablo Reaper of Souls soon, hopefully. Um, do you find yourself playing any less, kind of hoping to uh, pick it back up once the new patch comes out. I've kind of stopped playing as much as I used to, uh, just waiting for the new stuff to come out. Well, uh, let me know what you think. Love the show. 
All right. I think, by the way, I hope you got your laundry done there, wherever you're at. Some, some sweet background noise. I feel like uh, I, I don't have any real reason to stop playing this time around. I think previous to Loot 2.0, there were reasons. Um, and certainly there were reasons before the auction house got shut down because you could have purchased gold for a very low price. Um, so there have been moments like that. But this time more than ever, I don't feel like... I mean, all they're going to do is add a bunch of really cool stuff. They're not going to change a bunch of things fundamentally in the game the way that the, the the expansion did and just prior to the expansion did. I mean, 2.0 was a, was a, you know, that rocked the boat. This is not going to be rocking the boat. This is adding a bunch of cool stuff on your boat. And there's really no reason to stop now. I mean, keep in mind, with this new stuff coming, ladders and seasons and, you know, greater rifts and all this stuff, you're getting you're getting cool new additional content, but the core of the game remains. Unless your character is having stuff done to it, like the wizard, uh, the latest PTR notes on the wizard are kind of mind-blowing how much stuff's changing. I think there was like, I don't know, 20 or 25 lines of, of information about upcoming changes to the wizard and one for the crusader. I guess the crusader just got a major revamp, so... No need to do that again so quickly. But anyway, <clears throat> my point is, uh, he unless you see a, f- a fundamental shift in the way that you play one of your characters coming up with 2.1, there's really no reason to, to say, well, I'll just wait for that because it's going to be so much better. I think MMOs suffer from this more. World of Warcraft and the like have a much harder time with retention and attention retention toward the end of the life cycle of an expansion because content flow slows there's betas but then betas just make you want the final game and not want to play the current game um especially with wow and moving into warlords of draenor things are changing in a big big way and um there's a lot of reasons why i can see people feeling that way there but in diablo there's no reason man you need the you need stuff you need gold you need drops you need things don't stop now those things need you Getting into some of the news this week. Some stuff happened. I'm not going to lie. I'm pleased when things happen. Uh, Seasons are available now for testing. This is according to a post in the forums, which says our first season's tests begin today. This was yesterday or the day before. No, I don't remember. To create a seasonal hero, simply click the seasonal hero box located uh, sorry, below the class selection list. Please note that over the course of patch 2.1.0 PTR, we may periodically end a season to test the rollover process and ensure the seasonal character data migrates correctly the way you want it to. I mean, that makes perfect sense. To get the most out of the PTR, we will likely start and end seasons several times before their public test phase concludes. Now that could mean... A week of that, two weeks of that, a month of that, six months of that. We don't know. We still have no real firm time frame or no real solid hints as to when we expect this content patch to be done and available in the public realm and not on PTRs. Uh, I am hopeful. I am hopeful that we see something before mid-August. So let's just do a quick prediction. I like to do this on my shows. Let's say August 15th, 2014. We will either have it by then or we'll have a date by then. That's what I'm willing to say. So if that holds, we have that to look forward to. Um, Don't know, though. The the season stuff, well, it's interesting. Like the season stuff, I still haven't, I'm on the fence as to whether or not I'm interested in that at all or not. I kind of am, but I'm kind of not. We have a call about it later, so I'll maybe save that for then. But uh, I don't know. There's things to be said about that whole season business. You know, I'd like to do, speaking of the, the second season of this show, it'd be great to coincide it right with the launch of 2.1, wouldn't it? I just don't want that to be too long. Because if I get approval from the network to uh, do a second season, uh, that would be really cool to coincide it with that. But I, I don't want that to be in September or something. That'd be terrible. You guys don't want to go that long, right? Who does? Who would want to do that? Not me, not you, not anyone. 
Realm of Trials. You heard of this? You hear about this? It's my Jay Leno. You hear about this? Realm of Trials is a new, not very much talked about feature. I've not heard it referenced once until this week, which puts you through a, quote, wave-based minigame. Think of it as like horde horde mode or, you know. Bleh. What's another? Is there another word for that? Where you do waves of stuff? What 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 was Halos? It was um Oh jeez. Mother Shock or uh Strike Force team. The Alpha Data. Data? Data I don't remember. Anyway, whatever those things are called. You understand? Wave, small wave. Well, they do it in the game already. You open a chest and it says, stop all the waves in the first 30 seconds before the timer runs out. And then they just keep sending waves and mobs until you kill them all and hopefully you get it before the timer's done. It's like that. Wave-based minigame, and this will be to determine which greater rift level you specifically can get into. You or your character can get into. Not you. They're not making personal judgments about you, flesh and blood man. They're making them about your monk. All right? It's also currently scaling with game difficulty. That is a bug. They say that they're fixing that. But that's on the PTR now. I didn't know that was the case. I didn't know there was like a... It's basically like a trial run for like a racing game, right? How quick can you do the first lap and then that qualifies you for wherever you're going to... What position you're going to be during the big race? Very interesting. Having not experienced it myself, I, I can't really speak to it. But my my time in the PTR has turned out to be very limited. Um, I got a taste of some things and stuff and went, oh, I don't want to... I don't want to ruin this. Or uh, in other words, I'm going to make some real progress here and I don't want to lose it all because I, because I will, I'm not going to get any of this. Right. So I'm terrible for PTR and, and beta. I mean, I want to get in there and look and it's good for the shows to be able to see these things, but this is true with, uh, I have to adjust my chair. <laughs> this is true for wow as well. You know, you don't want to do too much or else you're going to, you're going to, I don't know if you'll regret it, but you're going to be like, well, what about when I'm in there for good? And they're just going to wipe all this work I did. I don't know. That's always a challenge they've had to deal with. Scott, just wondering what you think the theme of the next expansion is, the new class, and when you think it's going to be released. Also, wouldn't it be really cool if they just made a Death Knight class in Diablo? I know it doesn't make sense. Because it's already in World of Warcraft. But man, it would be really fun to play a Death Knight. Thanks for the whole 12 episodes and can't wait to hear hopefully 12 more. Well, me too. Send your letters to administration at... I'm just kidding. There's no... Nobody does that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like... The Death Knight idea is okay. I, I I think they're going to stay away from trying to cross those streams, though. You know, WoW was really its own animal. I remember when WoW came out back in 2004, almost 10 years, everybody. Uh, even before that, I was playing the beta in 03, so for me it was 10 years ago. More than that now, almost 11. And um, the, uh, I remember at the time going, man, I wish there were more Diablo-isms in this, like a class that was more Diablo-like. I mean, you had druids, but it wasn't really the same. Very different approach. Warlocks really weren't as cool as necromancers uh, in my mind at the time. Um, and then, you know, the way loot worked and everything else, you know, the MMO trappings were just so different than what Diablo uh, needed to to live and breathe. Uh, and at first it was a little bit jarring in that, that I wanted more Diablo. I wanted more of what I was used to from um, Blizzard when it came to character advancement and story because all they'd ever really done previous to this if you don't count the kind of the hero progression in Warcraft three was in Diablo one and two. So I kind of thought a lot more of that stuff would end up in wow, but it didn't. And I, and, and now in retrospect, it's better for it. Like they, they did exactly what they should have done. That wouldn't have worked. It's a very different kind of game. Um, so that being said, I don't think they cross the streams very much and, and include each other's stuff other than in sort of jokey blizzard kind of, ways or you know pre-orders get you something in each of their games or whatever but uh, there's no they're not going to put a death knight in there and not if they do something like that it won't be called a death knight and since death knights are essentially kind of a necromancer in a lot of ways they raise the dead and you know the dead do their bidding uh you know 
why not just have with some you know with some actual precedence in the lore of Diablo just bring back necromancers? That's really what I want. I mean, if you're asking me what I want, I want a necro. Some would say, well, I, freaking uh, witch doctors, basically that now. Well, sure, but they you know they're more voodoo and you know it's more voodoo over there. I want straight up like dark fantasy gaunt pale faced dude in armor going i will raise a i will raise a skeleton to fight by my side and he will deal death wherever we go kind of stuff so that's where i'm at with that did you know they're working on uh well it's not working on it's going in the game the unlocking of the salvage all ability salvage all ooh intriguing right the ability to salvage everything it's a perk and you're going to unlock it once your blacksmith reaches level 12. So a lot of us, are, you know, already have done this. He's well past past 12. Well, what's the max? Is it 12? Oh, shoot, I should have checked that. But I'm maxed right now. So if that's 12 or if I'm over that, whatever, either way, it's unlocked for me or it will be. And um, this feature is available in all seasons. It may take you time to acquire it if you're doing a season character because you got to unlock him separately, right? Uh, the idea, though, is that you would salvage everything in your bag at once. Now, you'd have to be careful with this, and there's some strings that have been uncovered through the metadata showing that uh, there's warnings to say, hey, you've got magic items in your bag. If you are truly saying salvage everything, are you sure you want to do that to all this magic stuff? Um, but there are a lot of times. I mean, just imagine how many times you've come back from a fresh rift and you got just bags full of stuff. All of it you want to shard because you don't need any of it. Uh, even the legendaries in there just need to be straight up sharded. Go over there, you know, put put some gems or whatever other stuff drop, put it over in your stash, and then go over to the dude, salvage all, and your whole bag brrr, converted when one fell swoop. That's a that is a quality of life improvement that I am all for, man. That is an awesome idea. That is way less micromanagement than previous because right now it's just click 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 i mean maybe i answer the, the earlier on the show with the with that answer is if the game starts to put in a bunch of ptr level quality of life improvements that are on that that are on that kind of quality level that would maybe make me not want to play as much until it's done because that stuff's awesome right that changes it changes out it, it removes a grindy thing so you can replace it with game and go do something else rather than worry about manually clicking every rare blue and and white that you picked up on your last run. So, pretty excited about that feature. I wonder if the Chinese are excited because they're getting a version of Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls and it's coming soon. Don't have any idea on the date. They're getting their own regional servers. They're getting their own censorship. You guys... See what they did with WoW, right? So all the undead in WoW where they've got their bones sticking out of like elbows and knees and stuff uh, or any kind of exposed sort of like skeletal structure or muscle tissue or whatever you'd show with like an undead uh, type creature. That was all taken out of WoW and replaced with models and textures that while they still look like kind of zombies, they they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't missing chunks of flesh. And that apparently is, I don't understand it completely. We talked about this years ago on the on the on the wow show. And I just don't remember what some of the answers were, but it was basically, it basically came down to, is there some cultural thing about the undead that uh, they have a problem with? So they're going to censor that stuff out and you'll end up with, uh, you know, when you're killing mobs right now that look like half rotted corpses or whatever. Now they're just going to look like straight up blue skin zombie looking guys. It's a little weird, but whatever. It's fine. It's cultural. I'll accept it. But they're getting that soon. Absolutely no dates have been announced. This is a big deal, though, for this game to break into the to the uh, to the Chinese market, where games are right now just killing it. There is a rise happening in China. Everyone, be prepared for the next big wave of develop developments going to come out of China. And we in the states and those in the UK, typically the two markets where most game development seems to come from these days. We're slowly seeing that drift to other parts of the world, and China is the next big market, I'm telling you, man. It's going to be freaking huge. Huge, I say. Uh, is that all I had on that? It is. That's all I had on that. Hello, Scott. This is The Prof. My main's a demon hunter. Love your show. In fact, I love all your shows. So the question I had was, uh, with seasons coming up, 
for those people who really do want to compete, what do you think the main competitive strategy they'll adopt will be? Uh, are they going to go for the flavor of the month class, whether that's the witch doctor or the crusader or maybe the demon hunter, and try and min-max and, and have the very strongest class possible to compete in the seasons? Or do you think the competitive folks will try and pick something that's not really in fashion, something like the wizard or the barbarian, perhaps, where they have less competition? Interested to hear your thoughts, and I'm really looking forward to season two. Thanks. I think a bit of both, don't you? I mean, there's always min-maxers who are aiming for the best DPS or the best survivability or whatever, and there will probably emerge two or three builds and characters that uh or classes rather that everybody or not everybody but a lot of people do but i think more well this is all a matter of degrees but i think there will be plenty of people who are just interested in having fun with a character they don't either know very well or like the challenge of trying um things like that i mean basically they're encouraging speed runs that's a big part of this right so at some point, maybe that wins over, and that if that's what's winning competitions or that's what's making you look good on the ladders, then then maybe you do go for the one class that everybody is just ripping through the game in. Maybe, just maybe, this is just a thought, guys. It's entirely possible that Blizzard is using seasons and ladders as a way to balance character. No one's really thought of this. I mean, yes, they're cre- they've created a new thing to do, and it's fun, and it's good, and it's a you know it's a feature of the game. But I think there's probably a lot of meta info being gathered from this and will be gathered from this that will help them better balance these players or better balance these characters generally. Um, Imagine a world where they've got everybody kind of balanced out the same so that every class is capable of running the game uh, in season mode at roughly the same pace. Uh, It is entirely possible that... um, by doing so, they could inject a PvP element to the game that they promised for a while and never delivered on. So I realize it's kind of a... I mean, it's a, it's, it's a theory, and I don't know that there's much to it, but character balance is the reason that we don't have a PvP mode in the game. It's just impossible. Right now, as things stand, maybe they want to work toward that. You know, I still don't, I still don't know why they don't have the sort of pre-made characters you just grab and go into an arena and have a big fun fight. And who cares if they're balanced or not? I don't know why that's not a thing still. But I'd be happy if that came back. So please, Blizzard, can we have that? There's that cool song by Eric. The Deep Dark, I believe, is the title. I finished album art for him, and he's going to be putting that single, an extended version of that single that you're hearing right now, this one, uh, up on iTunes, Amazon MP3, that kind of stuff. So watch for that. We'll let you guys know. Details as I know them. Um, oh, and last caller, thanks for your nice comments about the show. I really appreciate all the feedback. It's been really nice about people enjoying the show and wanting to see it come back, and you guys have been amazing. We've stayed in a really sweet spot on iTunes and just I've I really enjoyed doing it. So we'll see. We hope the guys in charge are, the, you know, hope, hope the wind blows my direction. If you know what I'm saying? Great new info out uh, yesterday, I want to say, maybe the day before, about legendary items. And this is all on the forums. Forums have been very informal, in, informative. They should be called the informatums. The informa, forumsatives. The informatives. That sounds like a weird comic book character team, doesn't it? The informatives? Anyway. Uh, this is all about internal testing and stuff that they're doing over there. The post was from John Yang on the team. says, hi, everyone. I wanted to pop in here while discussion, while discussion on legendary items is still ongoing. First off, our philosophy, and this is kind of the core, this is the core basic stuff that they're really focused on with legendary gems at this point. Legendary gems. My voice cracked. First off, our philosophy on legendary gems is that when you pick one up for the first time, you should immediately want to use it, assuming it's for your build. Some gems obviously don't apply to all builds and needs, so there's a few cases where that's not the case. But they mainly want you to be able to pick that thing up, shove it in a slot, and go. 
Uh, this puts a minimum bar on the starting power level. After that, the power increase per upgrade is directly related to the frequency of upgrading, which is closely tiered or rather tied to the greater rift reward scheme and is still being iterated on. In the end, we'd like gems to be infinitely upgradable when it makes sense, uh, but not to be outrageous. Additionally, all legendary gems have been disabled for followers. You cannot plug a legendary gem into what's-his-name and have him go, Glorious! Right? Did you see that gem over there? He can't use them. Sorry, buddy. You're my favorite guy to hang out with, but you're poop out of luck when it comes to legendary gems. Uh, these powers were not designed for followers in mind, and uh, this way we can ensure the gems are of a high enough power level because you can only have three equipped. What? Gems are of a high power level because you can only have three equipped. There we go. In the future, if followers need avenues for advancement, we would really like to make legendary gems specifically designed for them. So their own gems, kind of like their own um, relics and stuff now, right? So that's exciting. Uh, legendary gems, the more I read about them and the more they, they talk about them, the more excited I am for what's coming with that. So bring it on. Bring it on, I say. Hey, Scott. Carl from Connecticut here. Loved the first season of the show. Just had a quick question for you. Uh, Kadalar Ha. Am I the only one who just gets screwed over by her? I, I get nothing good. Is there something I'm missing? Is there a trick to spending my blood shards? I need some help, man. Thanks. Love the show, bro. No, there's not a trick. She just sucks sometimes. I mean, it's supposed to all be part of the RNG, and she's supposed to be doing random things. But there are times where I feel like that particular casino is in the favor of the casino owners and not me as a patron of the casino. If that's a good analogy or not. Uh, Kadalarha. Kadalarha. That's right. Kadalarha. That's right. That's how I'm going to say it. Live with it. Listen to the previous episodes. If you haven't heard them, you'll find out why I call her that. I'm not going to explain it again. <laughs> We're all on board here. Um, yeah, she just... I mean, she has surprised me a couple of times and given me amazing stuff. I've walked away from her going, Ooh, I'm coming back to this place. This is great. Thank you very much, ma'am. But there are other times where three bags of crap later and all my shards spent no good right so it's just that's part of the game i was talking to somebody over the weekend on twitter who said went like weeks without any kind of good legendaries and then suddenly got six or seven in a row and they were all upgrades like there's just randomness going on and then there is some random stuff that makes you think it's not random but it's still random i believe them when they say that I don't think they're doing anything. There's no shenanigans where they're trying to weigh something. I mean, there may be stuff in there that says, oh, they haven't had one for a long time, so bump up his likelihood. But you're still just getting random pulls and random drops. And, you know, it's the way it is. But you're doing fine, dude. She's the only person that'll take that damn money. But as a blood shard goes, she's your best shot. So spend them there because nobody else is taking them. There are no other things to do with them other than let them accumulate. They cap out. I forget what the cap is. It's still, what is it? 500 or something whatever the cap is i forget is it a thousand nah. so spend them don't don't hit the cap and go oh crap they're just sitting there go spend them remember to do that between fights and stuff she may she may never give you anything good but what else are you gonna do with them they're like tokens at an arcade they only work on those machines you can't go buy a pack of cigarettes with a jolly roger fun time kids caper coat token that's not a real place that I just said at all. <laughs> uh, they also, on the forums, this was posted by Grimiku, broke down the basics of how life on hit will work moving forward. There has been much confusion in the world about how life on hit works, what it is, how it's intended to be, what it used to be like, what it's going to be in the future, including me. I'm confused. So should you be. Here are the basics. It's a good post. You should read the whole thing. I'll link it in the show notes. Over there at frogpants.com slash Diablo. You gain your life on hit amount per cast as long as you're doing damage. So if I'm hitting stuff, I am gaining life on hit. The amount healed per cast does not change based on the number of targets hit. So if you get 12 mobs, it is not doing you any good to hit them all necessarily. They just have to be hitting per cast, meaning... That spell has to hit something that is a bad guy. 
Uh, you continuously gain a portion of your life on hit value while channeling. So let's see. Disintegrate for wizards. Think about that. That's how that works. We're increasing LOH on items by another 100% and LOH in Paragon by 50% in an upcoming PTR build. Life on hit, LOH, by the way. Okay, so I was confusing. I know some people hate the acronyms. So let me say it again. We're increasing life on hit on items by another 100% and life on hit by in Paragon by another 50 in an upcoming PTR build. PTR meaning public test realm. And finally, we are aware that this needs tuning, particularly with large packs of monsters or those with reflect damage. So there are complications, but it's cool to have a better understanding. And then they get into more of the nitty gritty over there in that post. So go read that. You'll be glad you did. And this week, they changed the name of Theorycraft Thursdays to Play Your Way Thursdays. Play Your Way Thursdays. Play Your Way Thursdays. Play your way Thursdays. Anyway, sounds a little more inclusive. There's a post in the in the uh, forums all about it. And it just is, you know, their way of saying it's not going to just focus on one build or some hardcore thing. We're going to we're going to make it a little bit more open than that. And I think that's good. Actually, I think that's great. It's great. Hey, Scott, it's Wesley from Buffalo, Missouri. I uh, had a few comments for your show today. I just leveled my Crusader up to 70, and I don't really care for it as much as the Barb, but it's okay. Uh, my question is, I'm a legendary hoarder, and I was wondering what to do with them. Do I just shard them out? Do I, the ones I'm not using, or do I keep the ones that maybe have special little abilities to them? And that's really my only question. My other comment is that <laughs> you're little music piece that you play at the end of the show with the little moaning and the chanting kind of reminds me of your uh, favorite alien from galaxy quest i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> okay thank you Bye. i was talking about that i hope you come to our planet and uh, we are so grateful for your ship you know that guy he's the dad on veronica mars which is weird anyway uh, he's. Uh, by the way, he's talking about this. If you haven't heard it. <laughs> Which is a for. I played this and talked about it before in a previous episode. But it's basically a glitch in the game. There was some weird freak out that somebody who was playing this witch doctor had happened, and the sound just went crazy, and it made what it sounded like intentional music, but it was clearly just a jumble of crap. So that's what that is. To his original question, being a legendary hoarder of legendaries, kind of had this problem early on and I have kicked to the habit a bit now. If I don't get something that drops that has at least some kind of really unique proc of some kind or some value to the legendary or one of the legendary values being more than just, oh, an extra 200 plus whatever hit blah something stat. If it's not something really cool or directly an upgrade to damage or survivability or something else, some calculable increase in stats, then I shard it because that's what you're supposed to be doing. You need those forgotten souls, man. Do not feel bad about that. And here's, I think what the turning point for me was when I got two or three drops uh, that were the same as ones I already had. I was like, oh, more of these. Oh, well, I don't need that. I mean, they may have rolled a little better or worse or whatever, but. Once you start getting those, you realize, eh, this is not good. I don't need to keep these. I don't need three of these. So it's a good idea. Shard away, okay? Salvage those things. Create in your mind a wonderful world of forgotten souls. So many of those that you could craft any damn thing they throw at you. Gentlemen, it is time for your feedback. I mean, we get, we get it all episode, right? There's always feedback. There's calls throughout, but this is more direct. Uh, we get emails and we get uh, calls and we get attachments. I'd like to remind you how to do that. The Diablo Show at gmail.com is where you can send either attachments or written emails. We do both here on the show. If you want to call and leave a voicemail like the ones you've been hearing, 
206-278-0553. That's 206-278-0553. And by the way, the Diablo Show at gmail.com is a great place to send your voice memos from your fancy cell phones. You got your smarty pants iPhone or your smarty pants Android deal or your Windows whatnot. Even your BlackBerry hoo-ha. All of those have, uh, well, I don't know about the BlackBerry. What do they do for formats? But whatever it is, like the M4As and M4, MP4, MP3, whatever quality stuff, those all work really well. Keep them short. Keep them interesting. Likely, it'll get on the show. Let's jump right in to an email from Recor. Recor? Recor, I think. He has a pronunciation thing. I think it's Recor. Hey, Scott. First of all, I love the show. Listening to it gives me a drive to keep playing just for the clickables and kickables. That's right, baby. The C and Ks. Anyway, oh, that gives me an idea. Anyway, anyway, my question has to do with the upcoming 2.1 patch in regard to creating a new ladder character. Do you plan on leveling a new wizard for the ladder, a different class, or one you uh, have yet to play in the game? That is if you are going to create one for the ladder at all. As for myself, I can't decide if I really want to double up on classes or give something new a go. Thanks for your time. Well, thanks, Recor. Recor. Um, I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm probably going to start one and then I'm going to see a bunch of stuff on forums about how everyone's just killing it. And I'm going to go, well, I don't want to do that now. That's my guess. It's how I feel about, you know, Starcraft and ladders or freaking <sighs> League of Legends or Dota or any of these. I, I don't, I'm not in those to just, I don't, that's the kind of competition I'm not all that interested in. I never have been with video games. I'm not very competitive when it comes to that. I'm much more cooperative. One of the things I like about this game is it offers all sorts of sorts of co-op opportunities. But like racing to world first type stuff, never really been my drive. So here's so here's my prediction. I start one. I probably do a tank. Probably a, uh, I've never really done much with a barbarian. So probably a barbarian. And then two days into it, someone will say first to 70 plus whatever leaderboard dude, man. And I'll go, all right, I'm out. I'm actually kind of more interested in st- in trying a uh, hardcore character. You can't do hardcores through the adventure mode, though, can you? That bothers me. I want that to be an option. Plenty of opportunity to die there, man. So let me do that. Even if you got to lock the difficulty at normal or something like you do in the story thing at first or whatever. I, I just don't want to. I don't want to do the story again right now. Not yet. Too much of that last. Uh, last game for the expansion. So anyway, that was just something that was on my mind. Who knows if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Hey, Scott, it's Jake here from Washington, Washington state. Uh, I love the show and I can't wait till the next season comes out of it. I was just wondering if when the next expansion comes out, what you think would be an awesome setting for the next act. I was thinking something along the lines of Act 3 and Diablo 2, so something like jungly and dark and gross and sweaty on top with a bunch of little pygmies running around, breathing fire, and then, uh, you know, getting down underground into something uh, cool and, and scary and dark. Uh, just wondering what your thoughts were. Thanks, Scott. So my, my two favorite uh, tile sets or, or, or area types in the game are in the form of, like, Act one stuff, Skeleton King dungeons, um, and also lots of things from Act five, specifically Westmark, uh, Westmarch, and you know, kind of the the middle age looking, dirty, dank streets, uh, underground sewery kind of dark uh, dungeon, just like straight up old school dungeon stuff. That's where I'm. That's where my bread's buttered in this game. Uh, I don't. It's not that I don't mind everything else. Everything else is cool. Like a lot of it's really cool. I just for 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 me, it's always about the traditional high fantasy dungeon environment that the old Diablo one style stuff that carries through these games. I know they need variety. I know they got to kick it up a notch and do new things and stuff. But I'm very very partial to those. So so that may sound boring, but that's what I kind of hope we get more of. And certainly there'll be some of that, right? They always have to do that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. By the way, have you guys heard the sounds of the uh, of the golden stuff in that new um, oh, what's the goblin zone, the goblin realm or whatever that you can get into now? You have a chance. Uh, it's on the PTRs now, but you have a chance of killing a treasure goblin and then 
his portal staying up that he normally tries to escape out of. And then you can go in there and it's just like gold crazy and just like amazing stuff to kill. Uh, have you heard the sounds of that place? Listen to this. It's a little taste of it. That sound. That sound is money. Everything he breaks. That's a barbarian, I think. Let's hear it again. Run around. Oh, I need fury. Yeah, he needs fury. Uh, he is just pounding stuff, kickables and clickables, and they are gushing, vomiting money on the floor. It looks awesome. And it looks really, it just looks really cool, generally. That is a neat looking motif. So maybe some of that. I guess I guess what I'm really interested in is the underground stuff. That's where I really want to spend my time in the game. Always. Uh, I got an email here from Jame V. Jame, J-Y, or J-A-Y-M-E, V. Who says, hey, Scott, wanted to say that every time you play that crazy bug song at the end. He's talking about the this thing again. That's the one. Uh, I crack a smile ear to ear. It never gets old. Ha ha. Do you think that in the future expansions, he said, ha ha, not me. I wasn't being sarcastic. Do you think in the future expansions, Blizzard may develop a different quest than kill X? Or is that just inherently the Diablo experience? Notice that we don't have your gather, escort, or puzzle quests like WoW or other games do. They're almost exclusively bounty quests. I wonder if that might add more variety to the end game monotony. I'm betting you flub this one up on air. Do you? What do you think? I didn't flub that up. Doesn't to me. I did all right. P.S. Love the show. Awesome production values. You keep on rocking the content, man. It's a great experience when I'm working or commuting. Much appreciated. Well, thank you, Jane. Jame. I hope I got your name right. Uh, it would be nice to have some, some mix it up, but I'm less interested in... I think bounties are fine. I don't have a problem with that being the flavor of the month rather than a lot of complex you know puzzles or, or or fetch quests and things there are some com there are some kind of versions of that but usually it involves oh p- pick up this thing and it'll set off a reaction and then kill all the stuff that came out of the reaction and then when you're done take that other thing take it over there i mean there's stuff but they're usually not bring it back to camp or you know bring me five of these or any of that um i am 100 percent fine with them continuing to do mostly bounty heavy rewards where you got to go kill a dude I just want more variety in which dude and where to go. Because right now you're just like, oh, Skeleton King again. Sweet. All right. Here we go. Or I got to go down to the where again and kill everybody on level two. Okay. Like there's just not enough of them. I don't mind the kinds they are. I would just like to see that mixed up. Better yet. Here's my new idea. Randomize that, that beast. Figure out a way to say five of these, right? All these five bounties that just popped up completely randomized. And it can give you a named character at the end of the thing, but it's in a new place this time. There's less resistance this time, or there's more resistance, or it's in the middle of a dungeon, or it's not. It's out on the surface, but not have them pre, you know, predetermined. I would really like that if they can do that. I'm not sure they can, but if they can, I'll be in their back pocket till the end of time. Again, want to thank everybody for their emails and their calls. And uh, as reminders go, never hurts to say, you can email us, thediabloshow at gmail.com or call us 206-278-0553. And if you call between now and whenever season two starts, assuming it starts, uh, those will get used. So don't you worry. Uh, I'm about to play something to you that plays something for you. I'd normally save at the end of the show, but I'm going to play it now because it is maybe the most epic thing in the history of ever. Uh, there is that chance still. Eric, if you're listening... F off, but uh, I still think that uh, Dead Mouse, aka Joel Zimmerman, called the show. He just hasn't verified it and given us proof. I think it was him. We've done the voice comparison. I think it's true, but I've yet to hear back from him. So, once again, putting it out there, Joel, if you're still listening to the show, dude, I'm not some crazy fan or anything. I just need to prove it to my friends. I mean, I really like your music, but I'm not a dork about it, okay? Just need some verification. Phone call be fine. Text me, email me, something. <laughs> All right? Uh, but that's not why I'm here to tell you about this next thing. So every week since we've had the show, with the exception of maybe once, uh, we get a phone call from Deckard Kane, And he, uh, you know, has a little something to say. Now, a lot of you have 
surmised and told me you didn't think it was the real Deckard Kane. So, all right, I get, you. I see where you're coming from. I understand your confusion or your possible, uh, your, your, your trepidation about whether or not that is the true Deckard Kane. So I'm going to play you the season's last episode of Stay a While and Listen to Deckard Kane. And you guys are not going to freaking believe this. What you hear is as true as you think it is. Okay. So here it is the best Deckard Kane call of all time. Hello, this is Deckard Kane. Today's letter comes from... Stop, you fiend! What? Um, I'm afraid I'm in the middle of something right now. Uh, Who might you be? Don't play footsie with me. You know exactly who I am. The one true Deckard Kane. Well, actually, I'm Deckard Kane, so I believe there has been some sort of mistake. The only mistake would be letting you continue this laughable charade. Well, ah, uh... And stop talking like that! You don't even sound like me! You sound more like some sort of super-villainous mutant crossed with a secret... Agent, recluse, hermit, and Bale knows what else. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted attention. Well, stand back, Skippy, and I'll show you how a true horodrum rolls. Hello, my friends. This is Deckard Kane, and on behalf of myself and this wannabe me. I'd like to thank Scott Johnson, and most of all you, the listeners, for staying a while and listening. Hey, that was was actually really good. Friend? Get off my lawn, punk! (laughs) Ah! Oh my gosh. You guys, that was Michael Gow. How do you say his last name? Gow? Gow? Go, G-O-U-G-H. Anyway, voice actor extraordinaire, the voice of Deckard Kane. All right. Since the beginning, literally the voice of Deckard Kane. Joining John over there, who, good buddy, pal, friend, guildmate, John, who sends that in every, every, uh, every week. Uh, somehow got, got Michael to do this with him. I don't know how he did it, how he pulled this off. All I know it is better than Christmas. And that was the single coolest thing ever. And I don't even know what else to say about it, except that that was super, super rad. Uh, so Michael, if you're listening somehow, giant thanks. John, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. You're the man. You are officially the man. If there is a man of season one of the Diablo show, it is most assuredly you. Keep your eyes on the Twitter account, The Diablo Show, because between now and the next time we speak, there will be giveaways. Tyrion. No, I'm sorry, Tyrion. <laughs> Wait, Tyrion? What am I trying to say? Carter, who do I mean? Not Tyrion. Tyrion. Jeez. Too much Game of Thrones in my mind. Tyrion. Tyrion and uh, Diablo uh, bobblehead dudes. Be giving those away. Courtesy of Blizzard. That's coming soon. So keep your eye on Twitter. That's where we're going to do that. The Diablo Show. Lots of random winners. I want to give shout outs this week to Loot Pinata supporters. These are people that went to uh, the store and picked up the Diablo show Loot Pinata, which includes big signed print of our album art, coasters, stickers, exclusive prints. Only time they're ever going to be printed that are uh, prints of comics that I've run in the past at myextralife.com. All, again, signatures on all. It's an amazing little package for not that much money. It's a great support for the show. We really appreciate it. And you can still get it. Uh, We'll probably shake things up and bring some new stuff in for the next season. Assuming we get approved. Um, but for now, it's time to get these. I don't know how much longer they'll last. And uh, that can be found at frogpants.com slash store. Just look for the Diablo show Loot Pinata. Big shout outs to Scott Wiederman, Jacob Dykstra, Daniel Vaughn, Heather De- 
Dicania, Dicana. These names are hard. Andrea Lazar, Scott Dibble, Eric Harbauer, Bauer, Eric Harbauer, and Stephen Gebut. Gebut. I hope I got these names right. You guys are all amazing because you and many more have supported us by picking up the loot pinata. Again, frogpants.com slash store. Get yours today while they last because I don't think they're going to last forever. You guys, that's it. That's the show. Pretty epic. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this whole season. I hope you guys did too. I've had so much fun making this show. And I've got so many cool ideas about stuff I'm going to do that this show's taught me. Stay tuned for that. A little Johnson poll there at the end. You might be familiar with those. As always, frogpants.com slash Diablo is where our website is. Stay tuned toward the uh, end of the show and you will listen to, there's more stuff coming. Some other calls, some little outro bits that we'll play at the uh, bottom end here for you. So stay tuned for that. The Diablo Show at gmail.com. That's the Diablo Show at gmail.com is our email address. We are Diablo Show on Twitter. Sorry, the Diablo Show on Twitter. Everybody keeps taking everything without the the, so I gotta add the the. I know, I know. You can follow me at Scott Johnson. There's no the in that. At Scott Johnson is the address where I am personally running my own Twitter account. Again, on the web, slash Diablo at frogpants.com. That's frogpants.com slash Diablo. That's it. Thank you guys for being here. We will hopefully see you soon. Keep an eye on Twitter. We'll let you know when. For season two of the Diablo Show. See you then. Hi, Scott. This is Kimmy. I was listening to your podcast the other day. And I heard you say that Blizzard isn't going to support the console version as much as they do the PC versions. My mom says that console versions are better because Blizzard decided to work a little bit harder on the console version instead of putting out the crap that they did on the PC version. Anyway, say hi to your mom for me. Hey, Scott, it's Ro. I just wanted to say congratulations on a good run to Season 1 of The Diablo Show. Uh, I've definitely enjoyed it. It's been a very unique and different kind of Diablo podcast, and thanks for putting it out there. Uh, I know we are now at the mercy of the producers to see if there will be a Season 2, and uh, I think a lot of people want to see a Season 2. I want to see a Season 2. The question really comes more as a matter of timing. Do you wait till patch 2.1 hits with greater rips and such? Or is perhaps a longer wait required than that? Um, I don't know. It's, I'm, I could see it going any number of ways with how much pause there is between Season 1 and a possible Season 2. Uh, but at any rate, I hope to see a Season 2. Uh, it definitely has my support. And that's about it. Have a good one. Take care. Hey, Scott, it's Mickey D here. So, you know, every time you get invited over by Malthale or even Diablo uh, for a little bounty run and you're able to finally down them, uh, they put on a nice little laser light disco show for you. Well, there you go. There's your slash dance for you, sir. Now you can join in the party. Have a good one, man. Looking forward to the final episode. Keep it up. Hope you get renewed, man. Peace. is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.